With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Whiteley on SEN. Third down and two. Here's Hunt. Kareem Hunt picks up a first down. And he's into the end zone for a Browns touchdown. And then some push-ups. Right here. Browns with touchdowns on their last two possessions. Uh Deflected, picked off. And taken back by Newsom. Newsom stayed in bounds. Touchdown. Wow. This team's going to fight. That's what we do. That's what we do. I'm so proud of everybody in this room. Grab a hand. Grab an arm. Grab a piece. We need it. We need everybody in here, fellas. Okay. Now, that's a big one. You know why? Because it was the one that they had today. Guess what? Next one's the biggest game of your life. That's how it works. That's how it works in this league, okay? Cleveland Browns over the Baltimore Ravens, 33-31. 16 last quarter points. Forever unsuccessful, the Browns. That is a big win over the hot Ravens. We check in on the NFL each week. Catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit nfldazone.com forward slash NFL. Ben Graham's our man. Hello, Benny. <laughs> Good morning, Jared. Yeah, what great scenes it was for the Cleveland Browns. This game was in Baltimore. It was a division game. And for all money, it looked like that the Baltimore Ravens were the better team all day. Deshaun Watson in the first half was absolutely putrid. (laughs) But they kept finding a way. They ran the ball. Deshaun Watson turned it around. And on defense, they were able to get that late touchdown. And and even though they missed an extra point, a field goal at the end there, uh, sealed the deal. But they are still third in the AFC North. That's just how tight the AFC North is. The Ravens are still... With the seven wins, the Steelers are a sneaky good six and three with the Browns. And then, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals, who a lot of people thought were back on track, dropped the game they should have won against this young and exciting Houston Texans team. But it's all happening in the AFC North. So CJ Stroud is having one hell of a season with the Texans, and this was the pinnacle moment of it, really, down in the Bengals. Well, yeah, so last week he put up 470 yards and five touchdowns, which broke all sorts of records for a rookie. But we wanted to see not only him, but the team back it up on the road against a division opponent, against a team like the Bengals who had won four straight. So for them to be able to win that, and it was a grind as well. Like it was a topsy-turvy game. Joe Burrow at time looked absolutely magnificent. His touchdown pass to Jamar Chase, was exquisite. But C.J. Stroud, his ability to command that offense, they ran the ball really well, Jared. without Damian Pierce. They Devin Singletree across from the Bills who went up for 150 yards. But they are doing it on both sides of the ball. But C.J. Stroud, he will win the Offensive Rookie Player of the Year by the length of the Flemington straight. He is going to be a franchise quarterback and something Texans fans can look forward to watching over the next decade. So he's... He's now sixth favourite for the MVP, never mind rookie awards and all. How? So I'm curious, how unlikely is this? Is this a, has he sort of defied expectation here? 
Well, everyone knew that he was going to be good. When you look at this quarterback rookie class with Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, and Will Levis now starting at the Titans, they're the pick of the bunch. But CJ Stroud has emerged, and he's on a better team than Bryce Young at the Panthers, and he's remained injury-free, unlike Anthony Richardson at the Colts. But he is an elite talent, and you learn more and more about him through his teammates and coaches every day. They're saying he's got ice in his veins. The way he's able to get the group together in the locker room, calm them down when they need to be, get a lift out of teammates on both sides of the ball. Like he is, you know, I don't want to compare him to Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes has done it over a long period of time. But the state of this franchise with D'Amico Ryans as coach, their young stars on both sides of the ball, they'd be having so much fun right now, Jared. And they've lost a couple of close games. And I think they'll rue the Panthers' loss three weeks ago. Right now, they are in the playoff picture. So yes, CJ Stroud may get an MVP vote and he will be in that conversation for many years to come. I think maybe a little before their time, but right now, they'll be thinking playoff. That's why they need to ensure that it is a one-week-at-a-time approach for the Texans because they've got a relatively easy schedule. Cardinals, Broncos, Jets, Titans, uh, and Colts to finish. So there's no reason why they shouldn't make it with their schedule, but you know they'll drop out of the playoff picture if the Bills get over the Broncos today. Pick two in the draft, and it's happening in such a hurry. Uh, Bill Belichick is increasingly fascinating as to whether the, the legendary coach of the Patriots is under pressure, to what degree, the contract extension we learned about in season, the uh, in what I've been listening to, starting to float the possibility of maybe a mutual parting at the end of the year. Here was Belichick after the loss to the Colts in one of the international games. Uh, all right, well, it was you know, obviously a disappointing game. Um, similar theme that we've had other games this year, just too many missed opportunities and uh, in all three phases of the game. So just got to you know, play better situational football and do a better job taking advantage of the opportunities that we have. You know, just didn't do a good enough job today. What's your read of the unrest around Bill Belichick? Well, he hates facing the media, number one, Jared. So that's uh, you don't learn much from him through a media conference, but you've only got to watch the game. Mac Jones, he threw an interception in the red zone, which is one of the worst throws you'll ever see for an NFL quarterback. And for Bill Belichick to make the decision to bench Mac Jones with a minute 44 to go in the game with no timeouts, down by four, needing a touchdown to win. Benches Mac Jones and expects Bailey Zappi to come onto the field like a closer in baseball to win them that game. I think he wanted to see what both quarterbacks could do. I don't think we'll see Mac Jones again. There was vision on the sideline of Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, ripping Mac Jones a new one. I think that's the sense of the frustration that they're feeling on the sideline. Bill's obviously got to keep it together in a press conference, but this is, I think Bill's determined to blow it up. Yeah, right. Try everything. Uh, They're having a losing season. I think they'll find a way to get the number one pick in the draft and potentially pick up Caleb Williams. But uh, whether Bill Belichick's the man to take the team forward or not, we can discuss that at length about his contract and whether it is or it isn't. But it's a mess, Jared. It's a mess. they have eight, nine losses, I think, nine losses, which is more than about four losses, more than any other team in the AFC. Like, it's just, it's a horrible situation that they're going through. Um, blow it up, I say, Bill. Start again. <laughs> Mark wants to know, 
and I'm a bit, I've been a holdout on the Lions. They're seven and two, 41 38 over the Chargers. How good are the Detroit Lions? Oh, uh, Jared, I, I love the Lions. Uh, I really do. I love. They're a team right now that isn't suffering too much adversity like other teams. Jared Goff's a solid quarterback. They've got a great running game in Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Um, Amon Ross and Brown at wide receivers is fast becoming my favourite receiver. And their defence are a defensively-minded, coached football team. They, they, you know, we do locks and long shots on NFL armchair experts. And my long shot is that the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl because they have got all the pieces of the puzzle. Uh, they've still got a long way to go. The Minnesota Vikings in their division are one five in a row. They've got to come out of their division first but with a relatively easy schedule. Um, if they can hold it all together and avoid those blowout losses like they did in Baltimore three weeks ago, um, yeah, I, I like the Lions. I'm excited for them. Broncos, Bills today. Uh, are you on the flag football beat? I am, yes. So it's the second year that We've had the NFL flag tournament up here on the Gold Coast. And next week, it's embarking on its journey in New Zealand. It's a fantastic tournament, Jared. It's 12 months that it's been going. It's in a lot of schools up here in Queensland and New South Wales. But we have representation now from schools all over Australia, Northern Territory, Victoria, South Australia. So it's uh, now a state-based competition, and the winning school here goes to Orlando, Florida, to the Pro Bowl, as they did last year, to Vegas. But it is a... You can feel the vibe, Jared, at grassroots level, and it's because the Olympics have now included it in LA 24. So these young athletes that are playing flag football now have got something to aim for and potentially represent their country. It's just fantastic. And the talent on show is something to behold, and it's just a, it's a great to be involved with. Yeah, what a motivator to with a, a run to the Olympics to um, to learn the sport, to engage with it, to grow the base, and then to see what what Australia might come up with to qualify for an Olympics. That's a hundred percent right. And now I've heard the narrative around let's recruit AFL players and rugby players. I say no, Jared. I say leave the professional sports to do what they do. Let's focus on growing this game from the grassroots and in, in two years' time and then Paris and then uh, in Paris, then LA. And then when it comes to Brisbane, we'll have a fully-fledged flag football tournament countrywide, not only at grassroots level, but for athletes uh, at all ages. So it's, a, it's only just beginning, Jared, 12 months in the making. The guys at NFL Australia are doing a fantastic job. But it all roads lead to LA... 2028. Very good. Ben, we'll chat next week. Thanks, Jared. Ben Graham with a look at the NFL Week 10 results and a game still to come to get today, the Broncos at Bills. Uh, lots of messages. 0433 98 11 16 40 wings, temper text, temper, a mattress like no other. I'll share those with you. We're going to talk the AFLW final series and the upheaval that was caused. Sarah Ollie coming up.